On this panel, yes, no I one see. else no said one hi. Else. Well, I was waiting for her whole. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. But we, wa- oh. we want to at least say hi. Because the listeners' ears have become so accustomed to that lovely gradual oh, note. Oh. Hello. Okay. They want okay. it to land. Do Sorry. your thing. Gonna let it land. You are now listening to. <gasps> so beautiful. I am your ocean Andes, and of course we have Pastor Nathan Cassis. Hello. <laughs> Pastor Tony Cassis. Hi everyone, this is painful. <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Robin Cassis. Hi guys. Hi, hi, hi. This early in the morning, you know, mm-hmm, your voice is mm-hmm. a little crackly. Yeah, stuff is Not happening. Not too bad. I've I had a couple of hours sleep. <laughs> and stay in right. key for very long. It sounds good. It sounds good. You just need you to know. do one of Ginny's you know. vocal <laughs> exercises. Yeah. Yeah. Please, bless. This I, is I getting paid. I hear them warming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any vocal, she's sleeping yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we kicked off things quite already with our Portals Live audience. We posed some questions to kick us off into our actual portal, which started. Oh my gosh, it started with a lot of things. I don't. I'm trying to figure out where should I start. Worship was awesome, of course. Through our Collide yeah. Worship Band. Oh, my God, it was magnificent. It was. And um, Dr. Robin brought out something that was great, too, about what her and Pastor Nate was sensing in the spirit. And I think this will also help someone that is also listening, whether via Portals Live or on the podcast. So if you don't mind sharing uh, just a tidbit of what was shared in worship today to encourage us. I just, uh, both of us actually were picking up on this, but coming from a different angle. It was really, to me, it, it, uh, when people talk about fantasies, uh, you know, um, I'm seeing a lot of people saying, well, uh, um, the fantasy has to go and it's therefore um, they grab the, the vision of God, which is far more exciting than any fantasy. I don't see expectation and excitement in that, but uh, I just see like I'm worn out. I'm worn out. You'll always be worn out if you're trying to live your fantasy because it it doesn't have the power of God behind it. It's working, let me say that, it's working in the flesh 
and therefore, please, yeah, my throat, therefore it's going to take a lot of action and a lot of activity and a lot of effort to keep this fantasy going and take a lot to keep the daydreaming up, you know. So you will wear yourself out. There's no doubt about it. You will wear yourself out. And then you lose, you know, uh, the ability to want to go for your vision or for God's dream in your heart anymore. And that's what I was sharing. That is, that's really important. And so we actually got people to pray. Mm-hmm. We got people to pray about that very thing tonight. And... Uh, and there was a lot of responses for people to see, yeah, this is it. I'm worn out. I'm not going for the dream anymore because I'm too tired. Yeah. Well, that's because there's been so much activity in the flesh. Mm. Okay? Yeah, we, yes. we, um, <laughs> we were listening to the Holy Spirit today as just the heartbeat of our church. He began to just show us that, I mean, the last three weeks we've been exposing a lot to do with fantasy and how many of us have believed the fantasy over the dream for quite a bit and have wanted the fantasy over the dream. When I woke up this morning, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I'm restoring mind space to the people. And I I looked into what that meant. And it's like the literal mental real estate that we've given and invested it's like an investment a business investment we've we've invested time and energy and emotion and commitment to a visual that isn't god and when god destroys that visual because he wants to give us something completely bigger and better for us unfortunately all of the emotion and the time and you know, the seeding the ground that we thought we were, you know, like breaking up fallow ground, It you feel like that time is a bit wasted. Yeah. And you're like, what did I do with all those years? What did I do with all that time? You know, have I been believing a lie? Have I been... So I felt that the Holy Spirit just wanted to remind the people that now that he's brought it to light from the ground and to the surface he wants to now give us the desire not only the desire but he wants to give us the ability to dream his dream so it's dream again but it's dream his dream this time but most people have taken it and made it seem as though not only are they worn out but it means just let it all go. Uh, that's not why God's revealing things, not at all. It's just bringing it... Look, the best way I can say is to bring it into proportion. It's right out of proportion when it starts to become a daydream, it starts to become a fantasy. You're losing proportion to what actually God is saying. And if you allow him to bring it into proportion, you'll find it's far more exciting than anything you could have thought of. Yeah, and it's funny because we have actually, you know, it's like the Holy Spirit is asking us now to dream. 
And our response is, I'm too tired. You know, I'm too tired. I've, I've given too much. I'm too worn out. I don't want to do it. I don't want to step out. I don't want to risk it. What if I fail? What if I didn't? What if I didn't hear God? And it's um, when I share a part of what I'm learning in my um, emotions course, it just landed on me this week, and it was just so powerful. And I hope that it will help because this will bring some clarity to, you know, the borders of God's allowance of mental thoughts and mental real estate in his in his dream he gives us borders signif- significant um, benchmarks and boundaries so that we don't move back into fantasy and so um, I'm excited tonight to share some of those but I felt hope being restored to our people as they just let us pray over them and just ask the Lord to restore I just felt the word was investment. All of the investment that they gave the fantasy, the Lord, like a fragment, can give Mm, that fragment mm. and restore it back. So now it's invested where he wants it. And I think Pastor Tony even brought that out a little bit when he was talking about sing, O barren woman, sing. Yes. He loves to talk about people singing. I think he secretly (laughs) wants to be a singer. But he's already a singer. singer. He's a pretty good singer. I was talking more about the song in your heart. I know. And, yeah. you know, um, Please continue and tell us. Uh, we were reading out Isaiah 54 and um, it begins with, Sing, O barren one, you who have borne no children, for greater are the children of the barren woman than the woman who is married, says the Lord. Something like that anyway. And so I was talking about how the Lord expects us to like have a song in our hearts as as a sign that we are still hanging on to the promise. But I also uh, brought out the fact that uh, at least seven or eight major prophetic ministries in the Old Testament and in the New uh, were birthed out of a barren womb, uh, beginning with Isaac. Sarah was barren, 25 years. Uh, Rebecca, barren for 20 years. Uh, Rachel, barren for, I think, 15 years. Uh, Manoah's wife with Samson, we're not told how long, but she was barren. Hannah, again, we're not told how long she was barren for, but she was barren before she bore Samuel. And then there was... um, Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, who was, I would say, of a mature age when she gave birth to John. Right? So all of those women experienced extended periods of barrenness primarily to, for God to show them that no human power or human ability brought forth the child and the vision. And so many, uh, some of the times we go through that are barren um, is because God is removing all human intellect and human strength so that what he births, not what we birth, but what he births um, will be very much clear to us that the power of God has done this. And so that's why we were talking about the bends in the river, the slowing down, 
the uh, change of course is God's way of uh, removing your preconceived ideas, your fantasies on how he's going to do it. And I, I said this morning at the service that the Lord very rarely draws a straight line between point A and point B because there's no bends in a river, it's, it's quick, it's fast, but, you know, these, these ministers didn't have a fast and quick answer. Mm. But their ministries were the most powerful, like Samuel, Samson. Um, yeah, that was powerful. Uh, yeah. All of these guys. Um, uh, Samuel's just amazing. He's just a, one of the my heroes anyway. Um, John the Baptist ministry... Amazing um, prophet. Um, I didn't speak about Mary during the the sermon this evening, but Mary wasn't barren because what mm. God did with Mary was He took it to a new level. Right. This is a woman who didn't even have relations right. with her husband. She was a virgin, and then the Lord supernaturally causes her to become pregnant with the Son of God. So. That's another level. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the greatest level of faith. You have to believe in the virgin birth to complete your faith in Christ as Son of God. So I bet you a few of those fantasies of Joseph got destroyed the day <laughs> he was told, oh, honey, I'm, I'm pregnant. <laughs> but I, I was just thinking Mary, then when nice you brought Mary girl. up that... Uh, uh, what that was a reality, what was happening to her, but in a, in our thinking we couldn't even fantasize something like nope. that. That's why I'm saying the true um, dream of God in our lives is far greater than any fantasy you could you could come up with. Just how would you let your mind just for one minute just think about this? How would you let your mind think? I'm go. I'm a virgin, and I'm going to give birth to the Son of God. Now, I I, I think if uh, Shania, if we had got to that point, we would probably think we're losing our mind. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So there's nothing you know that can surpass that that reality, and so to think that our fantasies or even our daydreaming could even match that. So, mm. wow, look at that. That was a very big dream <laughs> that he had for Mary, a very big dream, and her part to play in that. So, again, think about that. Far more exciting things in God's dream than our fantasies. Wow. And then... Um just as we're sharing this, I realised another big hero, an unsung hero of the Bible is Joseph, uh, the Lord's stepfather, right? Now think about his dream. Think about Joseph's dream. Like any young man who wants to marry a virgin, her name's Mary, Right? And he's already planning the wedding and 
He's, think, he's fantasizing about this life with his wife and how they're going to have kids and they're going to they're gonna buy a house and everything's wonderful except Mary gets up one morning and says, uh, Joe, I'm pregnant. Yeah. What? Pregnant? Yeah, but I'm pregnant with God. <laughs> Sorry, but that's funny to say it because it's just... Now, I, I know it sounds funny, yeah. but how would he have responded? Number one, he's thinking, oh, this lady's fooling around on me. He right. would have thought she'd lost her mind right. first. Or, yeah. Then other things came in. Or maybe <laughs> maybe she's trying to cover it by saying I'm divinely impregnated. Yeah. Right? Could you imagine that excuse today's age? Though? Oh, my God. I'm sure they somebody's went, heard it. <laughs> they would have went through it, right? Yeah. But I'm just thinking... All of those dreams he must have had. And when she says this, he sees all of those fantasies come crashing down. Now, I mean, he was an incredible guy. He went through with the wedding and he realized that this was God. But what about the adjustment? Now his first son, right, is a ministry that he has to prepare, right, and... All of his dreams about his own children have to now take second place. Yeah. You talk about a bend in the river. Joseph had to adjust big time uh, with God's version of his marriage and his life thereafter. It had and to be a great adjustment. Because from that point onwards, his life was never, ever the same. Yeah. They didn't have a normal life. Joseph... And in his biological sons through Mary, and we, we, we're told the names of four of them, um, the Lord had four stepbrothers and possibly two or three stepsisters, right? Mm -hmm. But their lives were never normal because they had the saviour of the world living in their house and they didn't even know it. Mm. So you want to talk about an adjustment of vision, that was incredible. I reckon Joe was another one of these unsung heroes of the Bible. Wow. And I mean, I could can you imagine when he might have had to have given Jesus some adjustment? The back of his mind, he's thinking, if I do this wrong, <laughs> his real dad's going to come down on me. <laughs> oh, yes. Turn this up. Yes. I'm pushing myself. Sure. I think your imagination gets a little carried away. Well, don't you think so? Like, hey, uh, this is the son of God. Of the, I think what if I like, scold him too much? Yeah, I think more <laughs> like the sky's going to fall in on me. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Right. <laughs> Guys, that was a good uh, first segment <laughs> of this, uh, this portal. And we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. And the second announcement is that Connect Groups are resuming in April, the month of April, the year 2021. We believe that April is the month that God has shown us is all about connecting and reconnecting. So every second Thursday night, we're going to have special Connect Groups located in different locations, different boroughs, each so that everyone can get a chance, whatever borough they're in, to be a part of it. Also, we're going to be adding some special interest connect groups based on what God is calling you to or different prayer types and other things to come in the future. So we encourage you to join your connect group 
build connection, build godly fellowship and, you know, godly community and really lock in so that you can connect to your completion. We'll see you soon. God bless. first segment if you're just now joining us we definitely uh we're starting to recap just some of the highlights of our service today and um yeah we're just going to continue this conversation because this will be a blessing to us all and pastor tony just dropped us a gem in the sub portal and in his scripture so pastor tony take it away i don't want to steal any more of your time well, again, I'm, I'm quoting out of Isaiah 54. Sing, O barren, you have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not laboured with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. I'll just stop there. That's uh, Isaiah 54, verse 1. It's a long verse, but twice... The Lord tells the barren woman who has no children to sing. So that means the Lord is requiring the faith of believing as a reality the promise of God before it happens. Right? And I was telling the church this evening and this morning, um, when the song in your heart is diminishing or even diminished. It means that you're now walking more in the physical reality than the spiritual reality. Yeah. And that only leads to disappointment and defeat because the spiritual reality is more tangible, it's more real than the physical world. And so the barren woman's been told by the Lord to sing and then to extend the borders of her tent because God is about to increase her dramatically. But I believe if this barren woman didn't let the song in her heart come back, then the faith would not be there for God to move. Now, why did I pick this verse? I believe the Lord showed me this verse because um, barrenness is a a state that God allows to come into our, our fantasy in order to skim off the flesh or the power of the flesh and the power of intellect, right? And so that what remains is purely and solely the power of God. And that's why I mentioned in the introduction um major prophetic ministries in the Old Testament were birthed out of a barren womb. And that's God's way of saying, you can't deny that whatever comes forth from this child is from me, not you. And that's why um, the Lord told Abraham and Sarah, is anything too hard for the Lord? And obviously they came to know in themselves that, no, nothing is too hard for the Lord. Yeah. But they knew Isaac was from the Lord. 
uh, um, Isaac knew that Jacob and Esau were empowered by God. Uh, Rachel and Jacob knew that Joseph was empowered by God. Manoah and his wife knew that their pregnancy was empowered by God for Samson. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah knew that God empowered her to give birth to Samuel. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do you believe mm. God is the only power that's sourcing your vision his, or his vision for your life? So that's why many times he puts us through barren periods. Remember, there are only periods of time. They're not permanent because eventually the barren woman sings because she's giving birth to many, many children. I'd like Mm. to sort of maybe add something to that and maybe come from a different angle. It's interesting that um, we're told, you know, in the Bible we were told to sing now, what does singing do? Singing releases something because uh, a, a state of barrenness can shut you down. And so you can be shut down, but then when you begin to sing, you begin to release emotion. Whether they be good emotion or bad emotion, you will release emotion. And so uh, it works that way that as... As the song goes forth, the, then then trust and faith and uh, belief and hope and all these fruits start to go forward. And, and you know that's why the world loves to get music and um, start to un- open someone up into bad things. So therefore, if someone's barren and they're feeling like their life's barren, they shut down. Yeah. They really shut down. That's a big key. And so you got to get those emotions uh, woken up, and and God gives an answer for it. He says, "Sing, sing." In other words, praise, sing, lift. You know, and then the power of being able to let your spirit sing really opens things up. It opens up emotions. And so um. Hello. You know what that means, Pastor Tony? Yes. You heard what she oh, said. No. Oh, it's time. My father heard me say. I'm oh, telling you, my. next time we hit those no- <coughs> notes for you and the people, <laughs> our father will While hear you're us singing, sing. bring that up. I, I'm, right. lo- I'm really struggling with my there voice. There you go. That's it. Uh, I need it because my voice is struggling. No problem Pro- at all. Primary example, Pastor, is David. He sung about everything. That's right. He sung when he's high. He sung when he's low. Yeah. He sung when Saul's trying to king, kill and him. And then when Saul um, <laughs> was uh, having uh, a demonic attack, the song and also the harp, that mm. sound came mm. forth and, and soothed. It soothed it. So... You, it, it's definitely the power in song, in, the, in the, that music, and it, it has a way. You know, I, you've seen the whole quantum thing. You yeah. saw the whole thing and how it works. And uh, noise, you know, noise mm-hmm. starts mm-hmm. to move oh, yeah, things into an, a shape. Uh, shape yeah. yeah. So uh, there, there's the key. There, there's sense in what... The word of God says, mm-hmm. 
we're not just doing it for something to do. There's real wisdom in what God, God is saying in mm -hmm. the spirit, in the word of God, saying, you know, it does something. It yeah. does something to, to mm -hmm. your life, to you. Emotions are released. And so, therefore, uh, instead of the shutdown, you open up. Right. Um, can you, just for the listening audience, because you've kind of mentioned this before. I don't know if this is on our portals or just, you know, at church. You've said this about how worship isn't for your uh, that was medicine a, that type was, thing. Uh, that was actually a quote from Nathan. Ah. And I, I know he's coming back now. So we welcome you back, Pastor Nathan. Come <laughs> oh, join cute, Pastor us. Nathan. And he's coming back just the at worship the right leader, time. Right, right. He can give us some Watch worship that perspective. Step, Pastor Nathan. No, he can quote Watch to you. what that, he, that was his statement. He, I think he got that in one of his teachings or something, didn't you, Pastor? You're teaching something. Uh, I think this is about worship not being therapy. Yes, yes. that's yes. the one. So it's uh, our therapy. Right, so what I wish, just so people don't get confused on, wait, you know, we're supposed to sing, but worship isn't our therapy. No, I know the difference. That's but a release. Can I say, can you? He's, yes, you he's can. talking something totally different. This is a, a therapy to get your feelings at a place or something. But singing like a, a barren woman is to open you up. Open you up. That which was shut down, it opens up. Regardless of how you actually feel. Yeah, so it's not tied up, up with therapy. It doesn't, you know what I mean? It's not a, like a tam in the world they take medication and yes, that's a yes. for form of therapy. Yes. Yeah. No, Th it's not like that. Think about all of the barren women I, that I mentioned. And how difficult it would have been for them to sing during that time of barrenness. Like, here's the Lord saying, come on, sing. You're going to have more children oh, than you geez. can even imagine. Can you imagine Sarah? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Why, why do I say me. that? See, I, I calculated in my head, maybe Pastor will correct me on this, but... <laughs> it, it brings when, trust. Yeah, when the Lord visited Abraham and told him and Sarah... He said, this time next year, right, Sarah will be holding a son in her, her arms. So that meant from the time of the visitation to the time that she fell pregnant was three months. So they had to walk in faith, that last stretch of faith, that three-month last stretch of faith was where they had to put their faith in action. She had to sing. Abraham had to sing. And, you know, and it was during that faith of singing while barren, God did the miracle. Mm. All of the women would have had to have done it. So, you know, um, it's like the Lord loves to draw out the last drop of faith. So that you know he can be glorified all the more. That's good. That was good. It certainly has a power, music and song. But you know, um, some people do sing 
Uh, and I think that it's the answer to everything. It's an answer to a certain problem. Mm. And that problem usually is tied up with uh, uh, not being thankful. Uh, mm. to, it could also be tied up with things like lack of faith yeah. and belief. It just it opens your spirit up. It opens your spirit. It can open your spirit the wrong way and it can open your spirit the right way. Mm. Which, uh, if I may, it reminds me of that verse in, in uh, Paul's letter where he says he wants us to sing uh, unto the Lord with melody in our hearts. You know, I will sing with my mind, uh, my spirit, and I will sing with my mind. And so um, it's a big part of the thanksgiving that Pastor is talking about, right? And that is song is a form of praise, and praise is positive faith. Okay? Praise is a positive faith. Yeah, that's what I was saying, praise. It releases. So it's not a therapy. You know, it's not something that's treating something. It's something that's releasing something. Mm. All right, we're going to take a short break because Pastor Tony has to actually move the car. Like, for real uh, this time. Ah, move the car. Yeah. For real. Right. <laughs> for real. Of course, you can always come back. Here I am. I'm wide time. awake. I'm ready to go. And oh, wow. Oh, man. You can tell I mean, it. do you want to add something some else sleep. before we go on this break? Amen. 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 <laughs> We coming in, coming in. We're coming in, we're coming in. So guys, we're gonna switch it up a little bit. Yeah, and switch some gears good. to imagination. Yeah. Adding to adding to what we've already talked about. Uh I know, Pastor, you're going to share some things. And, and we need to add to the um, exposing the fantasy. We, we need to start to add something in that void that uh, has been taken from someone's life, you know. And uh, fa fantasy is uh, something we avoid, but imagination is something we need to open up to yeah i'm glad we're heading in this direction because i oh my goodness i can tell you the extremes of experience of you know oh how even in a school system you know the imagination is not as welcomed or if kids are entertaining imagination is through fantasy instead of through you know their own god-given imagination where the lord will give them healthy pictures is through fantasy and this is yeah. what keeps this cycle going especially in our adulthood where it just keeps reiterating fantasy fantasy and fantasy, i think fantasy. that imagination is not daydreaming <laughs> and that's what uh, i find that they're trying to bring across to children it's a form of daydreaming you know mm. and you're not being real but Imagination is totally different. Yes. 
And um, imagination is very much tied up with uh, spiritual transformation. Yes, definitely. And a lot of people wouldn't tie the two together because our Christianese religious selves would think, oh, imagination, oh, that's a bit like, you know, new age. But remember, they got it from us because he is the creator and he created our imagination to be a tool that transforms us. So what I want to talk about um, to do with this imagination and this shrinking to expand or shrinking to grow yeah. is, um, yes, God is shrinking the fantasy, but he's expanding the imagination. Yeah. Very much and, so. Uh, there's a key scripture that is really, really powerful to bring some clarity to a lot of things in this area because... Um, Isaiah 26, 3 says, He whose mind is stayed on you, you shall keep him in perfect, perfect peace. peace. Now, if you do a little in kind of um, investigation and you actually look up the root word of that scripture to do with the root word of mind, it's actually not mind. It's wrongly translated mm. in the New King James it's actually um, Strong's, uh, uh, in Strong's number, um, the Hebrew word, it's uh, H3335. And the word is Yetzer in the Hebrew for mind. And the word is actually imagination. So he's whose imagination is stayed on you, you will keep in perfect peace. Now, what does that mean? Because I'm about to get really, really deep. Ooh, I put my mic down. We're talking about restored things, getting back from fantasy. Yeah. Here's the key. God doesn't want you imagining anything outside his revealed will for your life. Yeah. Big statement. That was. Only the revealed will of God does he want you to use his creation tool? Because imagination is the first step to creation. So only within those confines of the benchmarks of his revealed logos written and then spirit breath rima revealed will, does he want you to use your imagination to see as Jesus said, I only see and do what I see my father doing. doing. And so it's really important in this scripture because not only is that root word imagination, but if you go back to the root of Yetzer, it goes back to another root of the Hebrew word, which is actually um, Yatzer, not Eir, Eir. And that is the word that means literally formed, created, and that is the root that is the word is used in Genesis 1 when the Lord said um, he formed the worlds. So God's imagination literally formed the world that God saw. And because we're like in his image, our imaginations will form the worlds that we live in. That will form the realities that we live in. Really important because what I was saying to the Lord was, as he was showing me this key and I was learning it, this is how practically it works. Everything I just said, 
God has revealed a step, a key for your life. You've given me, you've been given a revealed will of his prophetic word for your life. He only wants you to be imagining inside those confines. Anything else outside those confines mm-hmm. is illegal imagination. <sighs> and what does it do, Shania? It causes you to be moved into fear of missing out, fear of losing time. That's good. Hopelessness. Mm. You start thinking, and this is where we do it, here comes the fantasy, because within those confines of his revealed will, it's imagination. Mm. But when you move out those confines of his revealed will, it becomes fantasy. Mm. So explain what... Uh, his revealed will. Revealed will How it's is meaning what God has what already it's tied up with. What God has already said that He is going to do. I'll give you an example. This is how the Lord showed me. Sure. I got a I got a very very like big prophecy when I was in Sydney, Australia, from a very prominent minister, one of the big apostles there, and he told me that he saw me ministering to thousands. Right. And he said that um, he saw me having a worldwide ministry and that God was going to use my name and that all of this stuff, right? And then he also said that um, the Lord was going to give me um, a platform with uh, Christian music. So revealed will of God, right? Yes. There's the revealed will. But what I began to do was... Imagine and, well, fantasize all of the ways that that could take place. Yeah. So um, all I knew was that God wanted to give me a platform. All I knew is that God wanted to use my voice. But my own agenda wanted to add on the how. So I spent, and I think I'm not the only one if everyone on this podcast is honest. You're not the only one. I've spent probably thousands of hours yes. dreaming Energy. up ways that God could accomplish yeah. this word in my life. It's landing, right? I have spent thousands of hours mm. sitting. We do it. This is what we do. We sit there when we're processing with the Lord and we get the we get that visual of, well, maybe you can look like this and then... Maybe I can make that happen. Yeah, and then we (laughs) see, uh, you know, maybe our friends, or we see, you know, um, people in our in our spheres of influence, and we see how they're doing it, and then we go, oh yeah, that might work if I take that part of A and I add that part of B onto this. Not the formulas. And the Holy Spirit just said to me, only what I show you within my revealed will do I want you to imagine. Why? Because going to the root words, think about the importance of that. The word imagination, he whose imagination is stayed on you, you will keep in perfect peace. Go deeper. Imagination, that word, it literally means formed. So when it says, um, I've got the scripture here, because it's important to understand the power of the scripture, not just what it says. Um, I think it's 2 Corinthians 3.18. Let me bring it up here. 
I love what you said as you're finding it as well. And Dr. Robin, feel free to chime in as he's finding it. It's just those those examples. Yeah. We always go for the tangible evidence of what God is saying to us and try to collapse it into our imagination. Like, oh, so now I've seen it done. He can do it like this for me. And like you said, just keep pulling those different avenues. Sorry, it's Genesis 2-7 here. Uh, The Lord says, the Lord God formed the man of the dust of the earth and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and a man became a living soul. Yeah. So the word there, formed, is literally in the Hebrew, yatsa. So God formed. Now that word also moves into and changes into yatsur, which is, again, imagination. So why that's important is because our imagination, everybody, is forming the way and the world that we live in. Now, I'm going to be real, real plain and simple. This is how it applies to your life. If God has not revealed to you yet that you are to be married, stop imagining being married. I gotta go move the car. <laughs> You're wasting mind space. Yeah, it's the mind You're space. You're wasting Energy. emotion. If God has not revealed to you yet that you are to have your own business, stop imagining that you are to have your own business. Oh it's like, gosh. like pastor, it's like uh, we take a, like the, uh, that word, uh, we can say the logos word. Yep. We take that word that's written there and uh, we desire it, but it hasn't been breathed on by the Holy Spirit. And unless it's breathed on by the Holy Spirit, it hasn't come to life in our life yet. So we need to see how important this is because there is uh, boundaries and then there is uh, areas that we need to stick within the plans of God for our lives. Anything more than that means we're we're getting into illegal things, and you know, and we're going to trust that the Lord knows exactly why we need to stay within certain boundaries. He knows the makeup of us. He knows our frame. He knows why this thing won't work. But you see, the whole thing is. And I wanted to uh, bring out uh, a little testimony of my own just to show you how you can get carried away in uh, fantasy and then the difference between the fantasy and the imagination. Imagination is all about the Holy Spirit. It's not about, uh, you know, fantasy that can be coming from the outside. The coming it's about being from an observer of yeah. what the Holy Spirit is yeah. already doing. Yeah. yeah. So with me, I um, was told in a, in a prophecy once by a prophet that um, God was going to open up uh, my uh, ability with, uh, you know, iPads and and you know, and uh, computers. And and I have never, ever wanted to be involved with them and I've never really understood them. And so my thinking went, wow, he's going to have to teach me a lot if that's the case, you know. 
So I started thinking, well, uh, I better start looking into it. I better start thinking about it. I better do this. And then I just didn't get it, you know. And I didn't know as to how far this word would take me because I went as far as my fant- my thoughts could go and that was to learn how to understand. But I didn't know that God had a plan yeah. that it, my computer would not be the main thing yeah. or the iPad, but it would be used for the things that I'm doing now. I went from uh, just writing notes for the courses now to uh, all my course notes are on the computer, on my iPad. I don't go anywhere without my iPad. Now, that is a real big thing for me, you see. And as I've allowed the Holy Spirit to bring more and more revealed will into this. I'm finding myself on podcasts now. I'm finding myself in different positions that, man, I couldn't have fantasized this because it would have scared me. Mm. But Mm -hmm. as I've allowed the Holy Spirit to take that first seed in it and open it up, I have no idea to where it can lead. No idea. And so, you know, um, that's my testimony. And But see, I tried fantasizing. I tried helping God to bring this word to pass. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work because it's too limited to my mind. Yeah, it's so true. If I want God to bring it to pass... I can't have it limited to my mind. I've got to have it open to my spirit. Yes. And what's funny, Pastor, with imagination, it ties into spiritual transformation. Funny, I had to do a paper on this last night, which I got an A plus on, by the way. But praise God, because he helped me to really, really deep, deep into the spiritual transformation part of it. This is key. Imagination is key for us to be spiritually transformed. Because when God reveals what he's doing in our hearts, he says, my son or my daughter, I'm I'm bringing, you know, a new healing in this area of letting go of this. That's all he wants you to see. And when you begin, like Pastor said, through the Holy Spirit to be an observer and see it in the fifth dimension and imagine it. And what I mean by imagine it is you're constantly meditating on that visual. You're constantly regurgitating, letting the Lord create new pictures of that revealed will. It begins to, 2 Corinthians 3.18, as we behold Christ, like looking in a mirror, then we are transformed we don't transform ourselves through behavior modification or external obedience. We get transformed by looking more at Jesus and looking at how Jesus sees us. So if I can imagine myself, and I, I don't say imagine as in fantasy, let's 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 lose that kind of you know terminology. If I can use image creation, image in motion is what Pastor said tonight. Imagination, image in motion. If I can see that image in motion of myself constantly transformed in the image that the way Christ sees me from finish to start. So you're I can begin to have heart transformation. 
Yeah. And I can begin to actually let that yatsa form the reality I live in. This is going against everything to do with works. Yeah. It kills oh, wow. it. And and imagination is uh it's all about pictures. And uh God's all about pictures. Sure is. He he uh works in pictures. He works in pictures. What what do you think uh what do you think when uh the children of Israel face the Red Sea mm. and then an army coming after them behind them, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. uh what? Uh, did they have time to daydream? Absolutely not. No. They had time, especially Moses, he had time to see what God was going to do. He knew there had to be something to go forward. So there was a picture forming in him that something had to open. So it wasn't... It, I, I, I challenge people and ask them, was he surprised? Mm. People were, but he wasn't. What's funny about what you said about Moses too is me and Pastor Tony were talking about this day on the way down. You know, that scripture where um, Moses goes up and then the Lord, the Lord first reveals himself and the people of Israel got scared of the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, Moses, you communicate, right? You you do it. And we always teach, and we've, we've done it, we've always teach that God wanted to communicate with the children of Israel first and foremost. But what did God say to Moses? He said, no, what the people have said is a good thing. I will speak through you, my servant. So I challenge us in our theology there, they weren't ready to hear God speak to them directly. Mm. And God wasn't ready to speak to them directly. Oh, wow. Because they had come out of an Egyptian idolatry mindset. And it really highlights their lack of relationship because essentially the subtext of what they're saying is, you talk to him because he's too hard for us. We don't want to have to put the work in to have that relationship. So why mm. I'm saying that is really important because leaders guide imagination. Ooh. Leaders guide the images that you're creating in your head. And if you think you can hear God on the level of your leaders or you can hear God without the guidance yeah, of the Moseses in your life, you will make some golden calves Mm, because mm. you need image guidance because they keep you within the confines of the revealed will. Every time I go to Pastor Robin and I talk about something going on in my life, she said, what has God revealed to you? That is the picture he wants to concentrate on. Nothing Mm. else. Right. This is what we've got to get as the church. We want the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. Right. We want the master plan, but we never want the master plot. Ooh. I like that. I like that very much. We want plot the master the plan. Because the plan is always the about plot. the doing and the and the and the working and the action. But the plot is a story. <laughs> yeah. And in a story, everything's can. We're writing the fury of your love, and every scene that we wrote had to be connected. Yeah. So as a story writer, 
from the end to the start, looking at that whole script, ah, okay, well, that person has to be in that scene and then they have to meet that person in that scene because that ties into the master plot. But when you're looking for the master plan, there is no plot. It's just action after action after action. And that's when performance comes in because there's no bigger overview. Mm. And God can't get you to see beyond your fantasy. And you don't get to use your imagination to glory in what he's glorying in. You know, because Pastor was saying tonight, I'm sorry, the Holy Spirit came on me. I'm, I'm awake now. Keep going. Pastor was saying tonight, the journey, the journey. It's far more exciting than the, um, you know, the... The destination. The destination. I mean, the destination is fulfillment, but the journey teaches you to use your imagination. Look, I wanted to bring out when Jesus speaks, every time he's speaking a picture, every time, even when he said uh, uh, to do with the Beatitudes, it was blessed are they, Yes, you know? And then he would painting say, a picture. "Yes, he's painting a picture." And the and the the one that uh, is the agent of the picture is the Holy Spirit. I mean, he promotes the picture. He promotes the picture that Jesus paints, and Jesus paints the picture of the Father's will in your life. So you got the three working together with that one. But Jesus is constantly. Painting that picture, everything, everything that you think about from the Old Testament to the New Testament is all about creating, painting, bringing forward in the seeing part, seeing. Whereas imagination, that's painting that picture, opening up things, but, uh, you know, fantasy, that's, that's not pictures. That's not pictures. That's you working to get a picture. And a funny, Pastor, because what you said is so powerful. Fantasy is snapshots. Sure is. It's never the whole story. No, and you have to work very, yes. very hard. To connect the snapshots. To connect the snapshots because you got to go into daydreaming yeah. to keep yourself in that mode. The fantasy snapshot comes of... You know, me in my ultimate career place. Then I get another snapshot of me marrying that ultimate person that I've always wanted to marry. And then I have to connect the two. Yeah. But when I allow God to give me... And you waste time, Pastor. You imagination. waste time. You waste time with uh, daydreaming. And that's effort you've wasted. And I don't know that you ever get that back. Yes. It's mind space that you give to a visual that has not been blessed because it's not the revealed will. You yeah. know what? Um, we gotta go on break. That was so good. That was just good. That was so it good. It is because see it's the it's our it's our human uh, what you said tonight. It's our human doing mechanism. We always yes. whenever God speaks it's always the first human thing we doing. always ask is Never and we try been. to figure out is is the master plan. Yeah. Well, how can I plan to get that, what God has said? I mean, and you start off. And it's off, not a bad thing. I want to say you start off with good intentions. I I, I want to know your master plan, but you, you start to, uh, when it doesn't fit into your time 
schedule, when it's, uh, it challenges the way that it seems to be unfolding, turning and changing and going uphill and coming down. And when it starts to do that immediately, I think the panic sets in and uh, your imagination won't work in panic. It really won't. Ooh, that's so oh. good. My God. Oh, my goodness. And the fruit of it shouldn't be panic. Anywho. Guys, we're going to take a short break. We don't want to waste any mind space here. It's, wow, mind space. So no we'll more be wasting mind space. <laughs> no more wasting mind space. And we don't want to waste any cod space either. So we'll be right back and jump right back in. Amen. Hi everyone, Ashley here from Torque, New York. I'm here to give you the upcoming event. On April 4th at 6.30, we'll have the next Resurrection Sunday production. To give you some details, every year we do a service of the resurrection of Jesus Christ through drama, acting, creativity, and the word of the Lord. Stay tuned for this year's theme, the fury of his love. Please, oh please, you can come and join us in person or you can join us online. Tell your family, tell your friends, share, and we'll see you there. Joined us again. Oh, back from parking the car. If you want to. We're Come speaking on to up, Pastor, Pastor Tony. Tony. Come on up, Pastor. Come on up. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Please. I'm sure you would enjoy We'd sitting We'd love up your here. presence to be with us on the panel. It's so cold out there. Yeah, so oh. cold, eh? But it's, it's warm so in here. Oh. Well, we're... Right. Well, we'll make sure that we're warm to go home. All right, guys. We have subportaled some things away. I was going to say some skin away, but I don't want to. We're actually talking about God, uh, Jesus speaking in pictures. Yes. And it, we. He does. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Um, we were bringing out just so much gems. It was gymtastic, guys, that my mind feels decluttered and I have mind space to process this next segment now because I've decluttered Oh, you got it. some clearance. I got some clearance. It's, it's clear so on the headways now. I can get some aircrafts landing. I can see the landing Come strip depart my hair. I can start to see. No, uh, that's, we, that's it, was, it was a lot of things that were being brought out, but... Most importantly, yeah, just the realization is being brought home of how much mind space we give to things that the Lord ain't talking to us about. Yep. And then it literally just made my head feel like, wow, like you actually have space to actually receive from the Lord. And also another thing that one of the things I've gathered in the many things that you guys have said was 
just the fragmentation of it all. Like you never get to finish the scene because you're always trying to, you know, write. Well, you you're rewriting. Yes, all you're the rewriting time. it. You're if, always if it, finding if, a new picture. Yeah, new if it doesn't fit the plot, then we've got to rewrite it. Yes, uh, you know the ending again. Oh and, my and gosh! You'll never oh, get closure with the ending, but you know. Um, when we you said about um, mind space, you've got some clearance got some there, clearance. Yes. And, and it's not so much you, you've got this empty void. You, right. It's now, it's it's become able for new things yeah. to go in, but we also do this with thoughts. Ooh. We do the same thing. We we'll, we just build a fortress of thoughts. What a waste of time and energy building these negative thought, a, 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 a fortress of negative thoughts because you can't be someone you. who's a visual when you just – because some of the negative thoughts you never want to touch. You don't want to see them in picture form. Mm. So, you know, and it destroys. It destroys you and being visual. Janet, what's funny is that, Pastor, if we were to take a journal mm. and literally record all of the thought space, the mind space that we give to every kind of picture that enters our head, it would be hours upon hours Fantasy of pictures. our life mm. that we would go, uh, wow. Okay. All right. And then people are at that place now. I was saying in the break, um, even as Pastor brought out a very important gem about the blind spots, people that have blind spots. Well, what is a blind spot? And she literally wrote, she said verbatim, every word that I wrote in the sentence on my notes, blind spots are where people have either refused to see God's visual yeah. about their character or ignorantly don't see the visual. Yeah, some of them just don't see it. Because they're not engaged. That, without that, you you can't bring change. There can't be change. There can't be transformation. No. There can't be anything. Because, again, let's talk about why. Because the Lord speaks in pictures. Everybody stays away from pictures. Because Except when it comes to fantasy. Yeah. No. When you can make the picture, you'll never stay away from the picture. No, but my. when the Lord's forming the picture, which is the revealed will of God in your life, you hide from it. You hide from it because it, it actually means responsibility. This is the word of the Lord. It, it means responsibility. This is what the children of Israel didn't want to do. Mm. When the Lord revealed himself in the wilderness and then they said, no, Moses, you, you do it. Mm. They didn't want the responsibility of hearing God, seeing God, meeting yeah. with him face to face. And again, I reiterate what I said in the break. God actually says, you said it today in the car, we were talking about it. The Lord actually says to Moses, what the people have said is a good thing. Because I personally don't believe that they were ready to speak with God face to face. And they sure weren't ready to let Moses do it. That was a lie when they said, you do it. Because every time he came back and I said, was gonna say, this is something he, from God. They never once they, obeyed no, it's not. what it was it. Said. No, it's not. No, they it's not. No, it's not. 
They always said, we can hear him just like you yeah, can. Yeah, they, they always uh, never accepted what he said and yet they asked that he get and we'll, we'll hear what you say that he said. But that never happened, you see, because what he said was too challenging, way too challenging. And so, you know, uh, it's just always an excuse it's an excuse rather than being responsible for the pictures of his revealed will. This is it. In your life. Pictures of his... Re- Let's get to the, the crux of it. Pictures of his revealed will. Like I said, perfect example. The Lord says, "I'm my revealed will for you at this time, talking about what the one thing that God is doing, there's many things, but the one thing is a season of, you know, healing or a season of focusing on relationships or a season those are the pictures that god is allowing your imagination to create mm-hmm. visuals of his goodness his character and his way within those confines anything else is going to lead you into satanic realities Ah! it's a big word but it has to be said because satan wants to give you his reality of what your life looks like and he wants to send you down paths that's right of well negative rima do this yeah negative rima you gotta be the child of somebody you know so he wants to do that and i was talking in the break about security why do we vacillate back and forth between, yes, Lord, I want to do your revealed will. Yes, Lord, give me your pictures. But then uh, I want to go back to the fantasy because the fantasy has given us security and control. Yeah, yeah, definitely security. It has given us security and control. Definitely security. Yeah. And that's a lack of relationship with the Lord. And that means the fantasy is you're making, so it'll always have false security in it for you. Don't see the real deal. And maybe this could be, uh, because I've heard, you know, and sometimes with even with myself where if maybe an area where I'm like, I'm struggling to change in. You like you were talking about the blind spots and just having that picture. You're like fighting to change in this fighting, and you know there's other circumstances. But I'm talking about in this realm of what we're saying about that picture. It's maybe that we don't have we in the fantasy of the change, but not the actual picture of what the Lord is doing within ourselves to bring forth change. Yeah, like, uh, it's very true, Shadea. We always say, oh, I'm struggling to change. Like, you know, I want to change. But have you ever asked God for what a visual of the change looks like? Mm. How Mm. do I get a visual? I said to my wife this week. the birds have come into (laughs) the room. I said to my wife this week because the Lord was really, um, you know, doing a really good work in her and helping her. And as I was praying, the Lord said this to me. He said, tell her to ask for the visual of what my character looks like in this place of her character. Because her character and my character look a little bit different. And if she keeps thinking and looking at how her character isn't lining up, that'll never inspire change. Because again, 
We are only changed by beholding that, and that looking. That will look like it's impossible. Exactly. And the hopelessness sets in and the despair and the, will I ever get out of this? Will I ever, you know, shake free from this? That, that, that becomes a demonic rima. Exactly. Exactly. So mm. the visual of change. What does the visual of change? What does the visual of not being rejected anymore look like? Ooh. What does the visual right. of not being angry anymore look like? Right. What does the visual of not being self-righteous anymore yeah. look like? Right. We have to ask the Lord these questions. We have to inquire of the Lord because he wants to communicate them. And See? Pastor, I'd like to say that in my course, uh, um, which is similar to yours, it's always seeing through the eyes of the Lord, God. Yep. You see, if we look through the eyes of God, then we will see only, because you will only see one thing, one thing through the eyes of God, and that's his son, Jesus. That's all you're going to see. I, I, I'm sorry to tell you, he doesn't see your faults. He doesn't see any of that. That's the work of the Holy Spirit to bring about that, uh, that reality and that... Um, truth and and come out of denial but the father can only look at one thing and that's his son so he looks at his son in you that's the only thing and that's through seeing that he can then bring his blessing because if he sees his son guys he sin sees the finished work of the cross that's the only thing he sees. Yeah. He can't look at sin. He won't look at sin. He won't acknowledge. This is a work of the Spirit to bring a change there. There is a true working with the Godhead. I'll say it again. And, uh, Pastor, you weren't in here, but one thing I've truly learned, the Father always reveals his will. The Son of God paints the picture. He's the vision, the visionary. And the Holy Spirit is like, see that picture up there? Someone needs to promote it. And it's the Holy Spirit that's the promoter of that picture, which is the revealed will of the Father. I have this, um, I have this statement here that I'd like to read out. Um, it says here, um, spiritual transformation occurs when the energy of the spirit within me becomes strong enough to confront and overcome the energy of the hardwired responses of my old self. This is now Christ living in me, through me, out through me, by his indwelling spirit. So that's true spiritual transformation when the energy of Christ within me can overcome the energy of my hardwired responses through my old self. And that won't happen until you let go of the security of what the old self provides. And this is, again, seen in Scripture. Um, I said this to our church in Sydney when I was preaching last Sunday like we take the story of blind Bartimaeus. When he begged and he said, Jesus, son of David, 
have mercy on me. The scripture is very clear. It says he threw his cloak aside. Right? His coat's his protection. Protection. Let's look at what his cloak was. His cloak was his protection. His cloak would have been what he used to sleep on. His cloak would have been used to cover his face from pollutants in the air. His cloak would have also been what he used to collect his money as a beggar. So he literally had to throw it aside. And and his coat is also his self-ability. Throw it aside. And what did he do? Why did he throw it aside? Because he got a revelation of who Jesus Christ was. Yeah. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And because of that, the Lord responded to him passionately and extended healing towards him. And he got a revelation. See, the revelation of who Jesus was changed him, not who he was or who he wasn't. And a lot of us are still trying to change from the revelation of what we're not. Yeah. You know, and that is why we keep going around these mountains. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not a loving person. I'm not a, but Jesus is. He is. And your character at the moment doesn't look like Jesus. And that's because we're looking through our eyes. I said it and I'll say it again. You look through the father's eyes, you're only going to see one thing, and that's his son. His absolute obedience that led him to the cross. That's all you're going to see. You're not going to see any other visual. Father's not going to see anything in you except his son. You see? And this this is something we haven't got yet. We haven't got it yet. That's why he will bless because of his son's obedience. He will deliver because of his son's obedience. He will save because of his son's obedience. All those roles that Jesus plays in our life and he gives to us, the Father makes them our, the blessing of these things is as a result of his son's obedience. My Lord. I want to ask the audience a question. And I said this to our church in Sydney, and I want them really to think on this. Do you ask God for help? Or do you ask for God's help? Because that'll gauge whether you're still holding on to your security coat, like blind, blind Bartimaeus. I'll say it again. Do yes. you ask... God for help or do you ask for God's help? One is you still in control. One is God's help. Yeah. It means he determines how he helps. You just gave one. Answer. So that's one yes. you're going to think about. Yes, that's we're going to give. You need to think about. <laughs> you got, yes, you guys take a break. We're going to take a quick break for you guys to think about that. And we'll be right back. Hi, everybody. Pastor Nate here. And I am excited to announce the SOAP graduation of 2021. The first one in spring on March 19th at 8.30 p.m. It's a Friday night and we will have a special dinner, 
a special event where we recognize the achievements of all the SOAP students and their study over the last two years. We encourage you if you have been enrolled in courses over the last two years, counseled by God, abiding in Christ, communion with God, advancing in the prophetic, foundations in the prophetic, both in person and online, and any other course, please look out in your email inbox and you'll receive more details with what's going to happen and how you can attend. It is a black tie event, so come dressed in your best to impress and we'll see you there. God bless. Hi everybody, it's Pastor Nate here again. I seem to be the one that brings you all the cool announcements. Not. Anyway, two announcements. We have Zipping Night resuming its relaunch for 2021 in person. That's right. We're coming back and we're being in person again, face to face, shoulder to shoulder, rubbing on each other in a godly way, in a safe church way. So uh, if you would like to join us in person, registration for this will be online. It will be released this week, the first week of March, and then it will be available for the other events that will take place in person. There will be a new format, some new things introduced because we're changing things up. But as always, we are doing things in flow with the Holy Spirit, following His lead and making sure that we give you the best and helping you to understand the voice of God and how to you know, partner with you and see God's plan fulfilled for your life. So Dippy Night is that place that you need to come to if you want to hear God speak to you. You can sign up now by visiting dippingnight.talk.org. Don't matter what country you're in, what location, if you can't do it in person, you can also do it online. There's more information at talk.org or dippingnight.talk.org. Go there now and be a part of what God's doing. hit that one we've got time to think people these are all my teachings coming out all right guys we are back and we left you with a good question are you asking god for help or are you asking God's help for God's help. It's a difference. There's yep. a difference. Big difference. One is where God is providing help his way. And one is where you're asking him to assist you. I think the emphasis on you. Yeah. In helping. So explain that to them. Well, uh, when you ask God for help, you're saying Essentially, it's this mentality and this um, mindset of, and I, 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 I've done this many times. You will fall into this. Uh, you will fall into asking him for help when you think you can't do it. Right. So, like you know, when you're good in things or when you feel like you got a grip on things, you don't ask for help. But then you come to him when you're desperate because you're out of water and you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm not, I'm not confident in my, you know, abilities in this. But when even going beyond that, when you ask him for help, you're essentially saying, just give me help, like, assist me, 
the word is assist. Assist me in this, won't you? When like you ask you, it really <laughs> means that we're partners. <laughs> yeah. We're partners, but you'll never be the senior partner. This is it. And it's not it's not a bad thing to ask God for help, but it's but stage one. But put you one. on the same level as God. Yeah, it's stage one. You but know, it's the come, follow, abide. abide. This is so much, I mean, I listen, if I can just, just plug this, please, every single person that listens to this um, podcast, every single person that's in our church, if you have not done Dr. Robin's relational courses, you are missing out on a framework of Christ Jesus in your life that you will never experience unless you do those courses. And I'm not ups- I'm not upselling that. That is the absolute truth. Well, everything you're doing now in your course for counseling. Every single thing <laughs> is all and I love that because it's always coming back to abiding in Christ. And relationship then, with him, communion with God, resting, yeah, letting powerful. him live his life throughout um, throughout you. It's his life, yeah, not your life. You're just the vessel. You're just the conduit which he gets to live his life on the earth. You're just the channel. You're the instrument he plays and you're the vessel. And you know, um, if you do that... So powerful. I, I have a big smile on my face. And Jenny just wrote this incredible song. Um, Beneath the Surface. Beneath the Surface. And when she introduced it to me last week, and it's the first time I heard it when I came to church, and I was listening to it and everyone was singing it, and I was saying, that's all about abiding in Christ. And so I looked to her afterwards and I said, Jen... You're singing abiding. She said, that's right, Pastor. Every word in this song is from your course. And that doesn't take give me the glory. It just shows the power of those words that are coming forth in abiding, you know. And then you wrote love song and then you wrote... Uh, Traditionally, wonderful counsellor. Yeah, all to do with the course. Love Bec- story. <laughs> oh, because it's real, you see. It's real. It's because it's based on relationship. It's based on relationship. And so all these powerful words are coming forth are all to do with basing on relationship with Christ. And you then you say, well, it's Christ in me, not next to me, not going before me, but it's Christ in me. That is the hope of my situation. It's never going to be anything else but that. So powerful. And that's the visual that he always wants us to have. All right, we have a couple of questions. Christina says here, how do you get his visual without you creating your own picture? If he reveals, if he reveals to you his will but you don't get a visual right away. Should you just wait until he reveals it in your life? This is really important, Christina. God will never speak without revealing a picture. Yeah. But what you're looking for is actually a plan, not a picture. <laughs> How the so, pictures played out. So, uh, see, the, di- the pictures and plans are two different things. Okay, so... Understand when God speaks, He'll give you a picture, 
But you need to be satisfied with the picture because the picture will lead to the plot. And the picture, and the picture, Christine, Christina, is never fully revealed. It unfolds with obedience. Plan requires action, but what we do as believers is we look straight away for the action to take and it causes us to have reaction and we don't respond. The best thing to do is to, you know, again, communion with God. Here we go. Four steps. Quiet yourself. Still yourself. Tune to spontaneous flow. Yeah. See and Jesus. Then, and then write it down. Pictures. Not just write it down. Meditate on record what has been. It. Record it. Not just on paper. In your heart. No. Record it. Those are the four steps you learn in communion with that God. That was in Habakkuk. It says that. But that's really important because she asked a very important question where a lot of people will be asking, well, what about if I don't get a, a picture? You'll always get that a picture. You just won't always get a plan. Yeah, and that's the difference, <laughs> isn't it? It's the absolute difference. Flesh burner right uh, there. We just said Jesus, uh, he talks through pictures, but he doesn't give you the full revealed plan. As you walk in obedience, it unfolds little by little. What did Abraham do? Or what Abraham at the beginning got a picture. Actually, he was very gracious to him. He gave him quite a, a statement before it even started. And then he had to walk that picture out and it unfolded bit by bit by bit, you know, and then... The, the conditions of that coming to pass was added into it. So the picture grew, the picture grew. But it, it was, uh, we see a plan and we think that's the picture. It's not. And to add to that, Christina, when you do get, not the plan, but when you do get the revealed will of God, yeah. that's when you start asking for more pictures. You start using your creation tool, your imagination, in line with the revealed will of God and the Holy Spirit, and you say, okay, Holy Spirit, now begin to alight on my mind the pictures that you want me to see. And you ponder on nothing but that. So when the good ideas and the schemes come up, how That's when you happen. take every thought captive and you say, this is, I'm literally giving you how to take thought captives. You say, no, that doesn't line up with the revealed will of Christ. That doesn't line up with the revealed Rima word. That doesn't line up with the revealed Logos word. And that doesn't line up with the revealed prophetic word. So I ain't got time to waste giving you mind space. So, you know, this is really important, seriously important. Um, uh, you may be lacking in becoming a visual because usually uh, if you've got some form of religious background or a cultish background, you'll immediately start to see, you know, question marks on to do with visual you know, um, visualization. I like the word envisioning. I like to, I've heard a lot of people have a problem with the word visualization. I don't have a problem with it. 
uh, I know the enemy uses it, and but it, where did it come from in the first place is the thing that counts here. It was always God's plan, and so so I use the word envision. And if you if you're not too keen on the word visualization, use the word envision. But you are called to be a visionary. If you're not a visionary, then you can't have a dream. You really can't because you've got to see what God is saying. Got a vision the people perish. And it's got to be through his eyes that you'll see it. You will never see it through your eyes because your eyes are marred. You know, you don't see clearly. If you see it through his eyes, you start to see it unfold. So the importance of being a, a visionary is really important because I only do what I see. And you could add here, see and hear what my father is doing. Now, Jesus met with his father every single morning. He got up, he waited on the father, the Father revealed his will. He came to do his Father's will. Jesus never came to do his own will. He only ever came to do his Father's will. So the Father in fellowship every morning revealed. How do you reveal it? He saw it. And when he saw it, he heard it. And then he went out and did it. And let me tell you, when he did it, he was not one bit surprised at the result of it. He said, I know you hear me, Father, yeah, but yeah. for their sake, for their sake. Right. What a confidence in saying that, Father, I know you hear me. I know you're going to do this. You revealed it to me this morning. But for their sake, reveal it now yeah. to them. Do you see what I'm saying? And every time his disciples tried to get him outside of that revealed will, he rebuked them. You yeah. of little faith. Every time they tried to yeah. do, get be back led in by there. circumstance or, Lord, let's go over here because it's a good idea. Let's go over here. No. You know? Um, someone, Angie, said he got to be careful of over-shepherding and cult of personality idolatry, though, Pastor Nate. Uh, yes, Angie, but w what we're talking... True shepherding will never over-shepherd. That no. Shepherds lead from the back, not the front. Yeah. And that's... Um, Oversighting yeah. is, not, uh, is not controlling. Pastor Tony has a great analogy where he talks about the difference between... I think it's a, a herder and a shepherder, you know, and shepherds are... Um, they're guided into the pen. Uh, sheep are guided into the pen. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think it's with, um, I think he says with goats, you have to push them. Push them. Get you them. Know, you push them. You know, you, you physically have to move them, you know, yeah. like that. Well, with sheep, they follow you. Yeah. You know, so um, we don't want to be herding goats in the sense of whacking no. them into the pen. We'd like to guide the, the sheep. Yeah. But it is important because it is important to keep checking where you keep checking with your leadership and you keep checking that those visuals are lining up with the revealed will because God has entrusted your shepherds as the people to 
harness, protect, two, mm-hmm. three Gs, guide, gather, and govern yeah. the revealed will in your life. Mm. And that's really, really important. And so even when you're revealing that will, um, you better hit some of them. There's so many, many, many gems. Uh, when he's revealing his will to you, it's, it's for uh, the shepherd just to guide it. And what does he do? He guides it into that place of safety. So this is not shepherding because shepherding means that only that one voice can speak into your life. And, and you, uh, you've got to go through this, this process, you know, of shepherding. But it, it is if a true leader is guiding and directing you, not controlling you, not going before you, but walking beside you, because that's what a shepherd does. He doesn't get in front, you know. He's got to get beside them and steer them. They do the walking, but he's steering them into the pen, you know. He's guiding them into the pen. And so in that, we see that uh, if you do that, there's not a control. And and the Holy Spirit uh if you truly have a, a good shepherd, then the Holy Spirit is also guiding him yeah, or well. her. That's good. I think that's it. Pastor, there's no more questions. I think that was pretty good. Can I just ask one last step? Yeah. When you get the visual, this is the last step that I feel the Holy Spirit wants us to release to help people. You got to ask the Lord to protect it. Mm. Uh. Just like you put the armor on, you've got to get skin, a covering <laughs> put on your picture. Because mm. the enemy wants to rob you of it. He wants to distort it. Yeah. He wants to add to it. He wants to subtract from it. Yeah. And this is where the armor literally is like, you know, the activation of the covering. You need that covering. And again, this is where your leadership becomes a covering because once the revealed will is there, they will guard what God has shown you. Yeah. And they won't let the devourer or the wolf come and try and... and say they have the, sh- have the shepherd's Watch crook and the shepherd's crook uh, will whack the enemy away, but he will also tap. Sometimes the sheep on the, not on the back, but on the on the top, and just that re- they realize, you know, you're heading in the wrong direction. You need to be steered into a better place. And and I love what you said about the the skin, you know, the protection, because that's actually the process of the prophetic ministry. Yeah. From Ezekiel 30, uh, 30, 37, it really brings out, it brings out process after process from the valley of the dry bones and it goes through the dead works. And, and then it comes to uh, one of the processes is actually putting skin. What's the purpose of skin on, you know, a body? Yeah. It's to keep out the invaders, yeah. to keep out germs, to be a protection something that's a covering 
And so that's important, very, very important. So in, in saying that, then um, you could say part of that protection in this way would be for you to pray, yes. for you to intercede, for you to do warfare, you know, for you to do Sorry, warfare. Sorry, Yeah. For you, Pastor, to do warfare, for you to intercede. Yep. That it keeps the invaders out. It keeps the germs out. Sure does. So we have to have that protection because otherwise we're open. We're totally open to be invaded and totally um, if if we're raw in areas, then that covering will start to bring in a a healing process. It yeah. really will. Let me jam it. So the last question here, and it's a good one. Um, it's sort of the same. Um, Vanessa's asking, how do we replace pictures that were not from God? And Jackie is asking, how do you strip the fantasies from the picture God gave you? I think, Pastor, tell me if I'm wrong. Here. Uh, you don't strip the fantasy. Thank you, Jesus. You never strip Change the what fantasy. your focus is. Stop focusing on stripping the a fantasies. And your efforts. And replacing the pictures. Just focus on Jesus. He will strip the pictures. He will strip it. His energizing power <laughs> will find in you where is energized by your old self-image and, and, and you, will kill it. Yeah, I think you come back to the picture that he's painting is the only one he's going to work on. You know, I, I was, uh, uh, I don't know if you know of a man, his name's George Malone and he, yeah, very he was part of uh, Vineyard. Yep. He's a good friend of ours and, and what happened was uh, uh, he once said to me something his wife passed away with cancer. But he once said to me something. He said, Rob, he said, you know, you just find out where God is and that's where you go. Because where he is is where the blessing is. What does that mean? It, he was talking in a, in a situation to do with God working. He was saying, if the Lord is doing evangelism in the church and you've got this big program of teaching, yep. it's not going to work. It's what God is doing that the Holy Spirit will promote and Jesus will give the picture for. So even though that's a good thing, Pastor, teaching, it doesn't have the anointing of that present time reality so if he's speaking something then grow whatever he's speaking and and let the holy spirit change the way that you th see change yeah change doesn't come from you looking at where you don't add up and then summing up how to add up change comes from where you looking at jesus and seeing him through you able and capable to create in you a clean heart, a new spirit, a new mindset. And then like Vanessa's asked, then you say, okay, Lord, 
you changed it now from a have to to a want to. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be this way anymore. Not I don't have to be this way, or I have to do this, or I I have to change this in me. I have to change no. that in you. Can I, I get a word? I don't like not looking like you in this area. Yeah, and here it is. We were talking about work. Yeah, and this is you again going to the mindset. That you have to do anything. Okay, I'm going to give you two words. Two words that should change this for you. Change comes when you exchange and then you will interchange. Say it again. That was the gem of the night. Say it again. Go ahead, you say it. Change comes when you exchange... And, and then, then you, you will, will interchange. interchange. God bless you guys. Look for what God's going to do and see how the Holy Spirit promotes the picture. Until next time. Bye-bye now. Yep. After that segment, your mind is being blown. Well, wait till you listen to it again and again. Look, we know that you won't be able to get all these gems in one viewing, so you're gonna need to watch it a couple more times to let it land. Head on over to TorqueTV.org to watch this portal and all the others, exclusively whenever you want, as many times as you want. This means gem after gem gets to blow your mind. We have unique subscription options that will suit you. So it's easy for anyone to watch. Torque TV. Hit that button, baby. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Portals Podcast. We hope you were encouraged, uplifted, and challenged to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus. To get the latest episode, don't forget to subscribe to The Portals Podcast either via iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or your talk app. Why don't you go ahead and share this with someone that you know needs to hear these life-changing truths that were revealed today. Or you can even tell us how it affected you by leaving us a comment or a review. We look forward to being with you again shortly. Until next time... God bless.